Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you arrested the kid with the clock, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is the Saturday, September 19th, 2015 Seasons Don't Fear the Reaper edition of the show where we talk about all the things Americans are afraid of. Oh, and here's a trigger warning, there will be clowns ahead. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the Muslim Electronic Engineers Association of America, who would like you to know that not everything is a bomb. The MWEAA represents hardworking men and women of Arabic descent and or Muslim faith who work with electronics and suggest Googling an actual fucking bomb so that you too can experience the intense scrutiny of the FBI. If you would like to sponsor the show, we suggest plugging in the search terms What happens if I take an underage person across state lines for sex? It's a better idea than what you're having right now. Built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. The Lone Star State makes its move to out Florida, Florida this week with a bold play by arresting a 14-year-old boy for bringing a clock to school. Now, Texas is worried about people being able to tell time, because if they ever figure that out, time and space will suddenly fold in on itself from the sheer suckitude of actually having to live in Texas. I'm, of course, I'm kidding about that. They didn't arrest him because of time and space folding in on itself. They arrested him for being Muslim and bringing something that might, could, maybe, but not quite be a bomb. Well, that's a little vague, isn't it? The fellow with the dangerous name of Ahmed Mohammed, a 14-year-old Sudanese boy who likes to do things like tinker with electronics or build go-karts, you know, just the kind of skills ISIS is looking for, built himself an electronic clock from parts he found in back of a foreclosed radio shack and took it to his high school, MacArthur, in Irving, Texas, to show his teachers. One of his teachers, presumably the one in the stone tool crafting class, took one look at the device and decided that it was a... A bomb? No, not a bomb. A bomb. This person, who was presumably a graduate of Texas public schools and probably a Texas university, didn't react in the way one might think if they legitimately thought there was a bomb in their classroom by making, I don't know, the kids leave or, say, pulling the fire extinguisher to evacuate the school. No. No, this person called the principal, who also did not take one look at this device and say, oh my god, it's a buh. 
No, he called the police who arrived and took one look at this device and did not say, oh my God, this is a bomb, and evacuate the school. No, no, what actually happened was that Ahmed was immediately arrested and To which I can only imagine that Ahmed replied, Officer Obi, I don't think I can defuse this not a bomb with these handcuffs on. To which I'm sure the officer said, said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. And he was then escorted out of the school, wearing a pair of handcuffs and his NASA t-shirt. The town of Irving, Texas, is, of course, a hotbed of terrorist activity, a virtual no-go zone where it is worth your life if you don't adhere to the strict interpretation of their faith. Why, a fellow in a Washington racial slur t-shirt could be killed for just snoring too loud because he supported the wrong football team. So I guess it's a natural assumption that it's what is clearly a few wires connected to a battery and an numeric display inside a small, thin metal case with no room even for a tiny amount of explosives could almost, maybe, probably, might, certainly appear as perhaps an improvised explosive device if you are a complete fucking idiot. Nevertheless, the mayor of Irving, Texas, one Beth Van Doon, Doin, I don't know if she Muadib, I can't pronounce her fucking last name, who cares? Anyway, whose previous interactions with the Islamic community included such wise and compassionate moments as supporting a measure forbidding Sharia law in Irving. I, I, can we just support any law preventing things that are can't, that cannot or will not happen? Because I'm deeply concerned that Mordor's black speech will be taught to my 12-year-old niece in public school. Can I get some sort of ordinance to make sure this doesn't happen? But the mayor has expressed her sympathy for what she called an overreaction. No, Madam Mayor, an overreaction is when your significant other dumps a cup of ice water on your crotch because they caught you masturbating to my little pony. This is a fucking travesty. And of course, everyone claims that Ahmed, being a Muslim, had nothing to do with him being dragged out in handcuffs. They would do the same thing for any child in the same situation. That is one big pile of shit. Ahmed got locked up because he's a Muslim. Little white kids can walk into Toys R Us in fucking Irving carrying an actual AR-15 with live ammo and a 203 grenade launcher and a grenade in the chamber and Texans would line up to take selfies with them. A brown kid with a scary sounding name does something so innocuous and say this with pride, Ahmed, because you're going to get paid because of this someday. Only a real nerd would... Be ever be interested in doing. Shit, little white boys in Texas build actual fucking bombs for fun, packing enough fireworks, gunpowder, and frogs' asses to launch them into lunar orbit, and they're not dangerous little sociopaths in training. They're real American kids being real. Trademark. So let's dispense with the bullshit, Texas. You're afraid of a fucking 14-year-old brown kid. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. This is, after all, the same state that thought that the government had a plan to overthrow itself using its own troops and some shut-down Walmarts. This is a state that gave us George W. Bush, Raphael, Ted Cruz. This is a state where high school football, I would like to repeat that, 
high school football is important to people not currently in high school. So we're not talking about the coldest beers in the six-pack here. Texas exists primarily to give Republicans a state they can feel good about. And if you've ever been to most of the other red states, you'll know exactly what I mean. Critics of the incident in Texas say it's just pure Islamophobia. And they're correct, but not 100% correct. It's about 35% racism. The remaining 65% is just plain, old-fashioned, pants-wetting, chicken-shit fear. And Texans are not alone in being just like Bill. I'll be going to Chicago, Dan. Bill's a Frady cat. He won't fly. <laughs> Fucking Frady cat, Bill. <laughs> Frady cat. Here's a tip for you aspiring podcasters. If you really just want to use a drop and you've conceived an entire show around it, it doesn't really matter if it makes sense in context. Just wedge that motherfucker there anyplace. Now I'm back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Americans in general are just a bunch of fucking pussies. Here we are, the richest, most powerful nation on the planet. We've got enough nukes to glass parking lot the world three times over, and we drop a load in our trousers over a kid with a circuit board. You're all a bunch of goddamn pussies! There's a great story over on Vox that was posted on Friday by a guy named Shane Pink Peckney, who built and planted a bomb under a highway overpass when he was 14. And do you, do you know what his punishment was? Well, he had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not important right now. No, he got 125 hours of community service for two reasons. First, he was white. And second, it was 1993. 1993. That was before America's bladder got all loose and floppy out of fear. I know this because I pushed a bomb dog in the mid-90s, and I never had anything happen. I'd get called out about once a month to maybe go to some high school that had a bomb threat called in. And the reason why the bomb threat was called in is because there was a final that day. In all of those years of pushing a bomb dog, I got called out exactly one time for a non-specific threat, and it was early in the morning, February 14th, to arrive to find a heart-shaped box unexpectedly placed on someone's front porch who thought that perhaps it might be a buh. What it was was a box of chocolates, and I could tell that because, like Forrest Gump, I could smell the chocolate coming up from that. I didn't even run the dog past it. I just cut it open and started snacking on the chocolates like Bill Murray in an empty swimming pool. I want the entire pool scrub sterilized and disinfected. Here it is. Ah! It's no big deal. I mean, today, if I imagine if I was a bomb dog handler, I'd be getting called about every 23 minutes as people who see something stupid say something stupid. And it's not just bombs, dear listeners. Here is just a short list of things Americans are afraid of. Terrorism. In the last 15 years, just over 3,000 civilians have died in terrorist incidents around the world. 2,689 of those were actually on 9-11. Just for a little perspective, 33,000-odd people die every year from gun-related deaths. And yes, guns are kind of sort of on the list. Americans are terrified of being killed in a mass shooting, even though the odds of that happening are basically zero, 
particularly compared to the odds of shooting themselves in the dick with the gun they bought to protect themselves from a mass shooting. Ebola. Do you guys remember Ebola? It was, what, a year ago? So you probably don't. But when it was going on around Africa, people dropped a load of turds in their pants because a sum total of five persons infected with the disease returned to the continental United States for treatment. In New York City, a place generally considered to be a hub of smarmy, smart-ass intellectualism, we all turned into Dustin Hoffman in a B-grade disaster movie. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through a hundred people. And if one of them has got it, then ten of them have got it. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, Billy, then we're in deep fucking shit. And we're already in deep fucking shit. Subway trains were taken out of service and scrubbed with Lysol for the first time in a century because a person who could be infected might have ridden on it. A bowling alley was closed and bleached like Donald Trump after a rope line. You didn't know that the human Cheeto was a germaphobe, did you? You might want to think about that. Because one person who did not bleed nor shit in their bowling shoes had a disease that is an airborne and cannot be contracted without the exchange of bodily fluids normally seen only in a hospital ward with filled with Ebola patients or by two teenagers on an afternoon subway train. Meanwhile, the measles, which kill 150,000 people a year, is airborne, incredibly contagious. Oh yeah, that? No, we're afraid of the vaccines because that might do something to us. You know, like keep us from getting the fucking measles. Fucking in a country where heart disease is the number one killer, that's over 2 million people a year, by the way, most of those deaths can be attributed to the utter shit we shovel into our face holes. We're afraid of genetically modified corn. I mean, the pure grease streams that course through the American body, myself included, some of us are actually worried that the libbies, libbies, libbies on the label, label, label is suddenly going to pop out of our chest and dance across the cable singing vaudeville tunes. Oh, no. Not again. Never mind that we've been eating genetically modified food since the time, first time Ook, the fucking farmer, planted two different kinds of wheat in his field, and they cross-pollinated, and that gene splicing is just faster, easier, and more fa- Fuck! Oh, we're afraid of the government spying on us, but we willingly give our information to corporations in exchange for likes on a wall that doesn't even exist. Every man with a camera bigger than an iPhone is a pedophile, looking to snap photos of your precious little Aiden or Harper. But hey, your Uncle Ted probably isn't molesting anyone else at his age, is he? I mean, God, he's only got that Viagra prescription and no wife. Gay stormtroopers are going to bust into your church and smartly tailored uniforms. Ho, oh, Hitler! Himmler, Goebbels, Hi-o. Hi-o. And drag good Christians off to fabulous new lives. Meanwhile, your champion switches husbands more often than I change my sheets. A massive super volcano in Jellystone is going to blow up and kill Yogi, Boo Boo, the Ranger, and you. But this global warming thing, that's a hoax. 
Obama is a secret Muslim socialist fascist Illuminati 10th level magic user, while the Republicans shovel money on the 1% like cold stokers on the SS Dover Hill, trying to make a run for Queen's Channel before German sub gets in torpedo range. Okay, even I admit, that was a bit too obscure. I mean, Dennis Miller is basically on the phone right now, demanding I stop stealing his shit from the mid-90s. We live in a state of perpetual low-grade fear that sporadically flares up like a herpes sore over irrational, stupid issues while we blithely ignore the real problems facing us. Fear is a symptom of ignorance, and, and Americans just live in a state of perpetual, self-centered ignorance. We navel-gaze harder than a college sophomore in his fourth bowl listening to Dark Side of the Moon. Wow, I really need to update my pop culture references. This is just getting embarrassing. Our ignorance is directly connected to our ego, and our ego feeds our ignorance. We fear what we do not understand, and we don't understand anything anymore. Science and education is tarred as elitist, as against the common wisdom. Meanwhile, the common wisdom is reading their horoscope and giving money to a street psychic to lift a gypsy curse, keeping our dicks limp and our bank accounts empty. We've become a flounder from Animal House. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Yet with the political aspirations of Dean Wormer, this is not a good combination. Fat, drunk, stupid, and Republican? Well, that basically just describes the base. Young Ahmed Mohammed is the future of America, the fresh blood that arrives in the family that just gets it going again. Generations of immigrants came to America over the centuries, infusing our culture with a renewed drive to learn, to work, to succeed. Ahmed is being lauded now for his curiosity, his desire to learn, his willingness to ask questions, or at least build something out of crap. I hope he goes on to MIT and creates a new generation of technology that changes everything. Though what will probably happen is Ahmed will finally create a functional artificial intelligence which will take control of our nuclear stockpiles and start the genocidal rise in the machines. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. Yes. And people were worried about Ahmed being a Muslim. Look, I know I come across as being a smug asshole because I am one. Bashing your fears is is just my smug yet humorous fashion. And I'm sorry, I I just don't feel fear like most people do. I mean, I was afraid of everything as a kid. Snakes, heights, my mom whipping my ass with a hickory switch. But somewhere along the line... I just stopped being afraid of things. I, I think it happened the first time someone shot at me. I, I didn't lose my fear. I just stopped being fucked up about it. And if I never became one of those people that jumped off a bridge with a parachute or had unprotected sex with like 500 male prostitutes, I did learn to just accept the fact that my fears exist. There's nothing I can do about it, so stop worrying about it. Hey, if I'm killed in a terrorist attack, and I won't be... Well, that's just shitty, shitty odds catching up to me. If I die of Ebola, well, that isn't shitty odds. That's aliens landing on the Earth and wiping it out with biowarfare. No matter what, I understand that that which kills me is my own doing. Lung cancer, heart disease, or liver failure. But at least I know who the bastard was that took my life. 
Weeks later, a funeral was held. All of Ireland was in attendance, including John Jameson. Be smart. Be strong. Don't be afraid of Muslim kids, the gays, or anything else that is just a situation out of, the, out of your control. The only thing that you should be afraid of are bees, because they freak me out, and clowns. Fucking clowns. I'm blue to all colors. Do they float? Oh, yes. They float. They float. And when you're down here with me, you float down! That is it for the show this week. We thank the band Hypnostate, as always, for their show music during the show's opening credits. And we thank you, dear listener, for your listening. Did you know that you could find us on iTunes and Stitcher? Of course you did. You know that already. You're listening to the show. But you can also find us and tell your friends wherever great podcasts are sold. We are on Twitter at TheHell underscore podcast. And, of course, on Facebook at WhatTheHellPodcast. All of our shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. This is episode 25 now, so we've got kind of a little back catalog going. But those early shows are just shit. You shouldn't listen to them. Hey, you live, you learn, you reference an Alanis Morissette song. For myself, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional people on this show, we just want you to know that 40,000 men and women every day is not a reference to death or dying. It's just that Blue Oyster Cult was really big into Amway, and that was a sales goal. And you know what? They met it almost every week. They were that good. See you next week. Kings. Podcasts.